Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. This podcast will be talking about Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Alright, Sherlock. So before we get <laughs> before we get into our main episode, let's do tasty time. Tasty time. So Diana, what has caught your attention in the fiction food universe these last couple of weeks? So there is a blog called Feast of Starlight, which is allusion to Lord of the Rings, but it is a fiction food blog. Her name is Diana. Not that Di- well. I'm Diana, but she's Deanna. <laughs> um, and recently she's been doing um, foods from Elrond's Feast from Lord of the Rings, um, but she's also done like Secret Garden, Harry Potter, Dr. Seuss, um, Orphan Black. She did Alison Hendricks's Victory Dinner. So she, yeah, she's done some really great. And, and some Sherlock, too. So she does recipes, but also, um, like, m- moments, or, um, like, just uh, photography, food photography, like, me- memorable scenes, um, like the Green Jello, Jurassic Park, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the shaving cream on the pie. Anyway, yeah, so feastofstarlight.com. Oh, yeah, she does have gorgeous photography. I just went to the site. Yeah, yeah. really nice. Wow. So, what did you choose? <laughs> I chose, well, let's see. Well, at the time of this recording, it is uh, J.K. Rowling's birthday. Um, so, um, a, a podcast I listened to, um, Common Room, just uh, is wrapping up a whole week of Harry Potter content. So, this, yeah, this isn't strictly like food based but there are some like recipes in there and stuff so if you go to basically any social media and and you know look up the hashtag potter week um you'll see all kinds of stuff so you know all kinds of bloggers are putting out um stories theories artwork um recipes some um some of the coolest things i've seen are, i love like the ev- everyday cosplay stuff that people put together on like polyvore <laughs> Yeah, that stuff's really cool. And then, of course, like, the Common Room podcast has put out a podcast every day this week, you know, with different, um, yeah, different Harry Potter topics. And also, I went to Pottermore for the first time this week. Nice. (laughs) And I sorted myself. (laughs) Where? It's not what I thought it would be. Uh Oh, what is it? What is it? (laughs) I totally thought I would be a Ravenclaw, but it turns out I'm a Slytherin. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm a Ravenclaw. Oh, are you? Yeah. I totally thought you'd be a Gryffindor. <laughs> no, no, I guess I'm just too clever. I guess. I guess I'm just too evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's ambitious. Oh, right. I'm just too ambitious. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, speaking of cleverness. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. Let's get, into, <laughs> let's get into our topic for this week, which Sherlock is Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're just talking about in general, like not just like the books and stories, like of course that, but then just like the general zeitgeist, you know, this is a character that has like 
captured our imaginations and there's like iteration after iteration and different interpretations um yes yeah from like the like a silent movie up until like a really cool recent bbc show yeah so um yeah so let's get into it <laughs> yeah so so the original stories uh are by a british or actually scottish author um sir arthur conan doyle and um and there are so many stories. Like, there are four novels, and then a buttload of <laughs> short stories. So there are, I think there are about, like, 60 stories altogether um, by Doyle. Um, but he wrote them between, like, 1886 and 1927. Um, so quite a, a, a span, a, a year span. Yeah, there. and I think he put out, like, the um, a couple... Like, the short stories came out in a couple of collections. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there was, like, an earlier one, and then, like, ten years later, he put out another one. Yeah, it was interesting that, um, so, A Study in Scarlet is the first book of Sherlock Holmes, that, and the first mm -hmm. that was published, and that, but, like, he had a, Doyle had a really hard time finding a publisher for that, and it, and it did okay, like, you know, once it was published, but, um... But it wasn't until it wasn't like immediately later, popular. Yeah. So what's your what's your background with with, with Sherlock? So my background, um, my well, my sister she read the stories grow like when we were kids. Um, I, I I didn't read them, but she and I would watch uh, A and E uh, Sherlock Holmes TV series, and it was starring Jeremy Brett. Uh, I, so he's so he's forever like the I mean if if it's if it's the a period piece of Sherlock Holmes like in the Victorian um, times time setting like he's the one Jeremy Brett is the so it's is like my asking Sherlock. like like who who's your James Bond yeah <laughs> like, who's your Sherlock so yeah Jeremy Brett is my Sherlock <laughs> so but yeah like but but totally like we were kids we were I don't know like middle school I think when we were watching it I can't remember what time period it was but I was young but we loved the watching the, the Sherlock Holmes series and, and so that was something special we did together um, but also like so I grew up on a farm so we have lots of cats because we can and they help out <laughs> um, but we have like throughout the years we had named our cats like Sherlock Watson Mycroft, Mrs. Hudson. Oh, that's so cute. Irene. Yeah, so... Oh, wow. So you have the whole cast. Yeah. Cast of cats. We never yeah. had Moriarty, though, because I, I oh. guess none of them were evil, so... Yeah, none of them had we, that They never, yeah. <laughs> oh, Nobody man, deserved I, that name. <laughs> I had an evil cat at one point. That would have been a great yeah, name. Yeah, Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it wasn't until, uh, in preparation for this podcast, that I actually read some of the original stories, um, but I do love, like, BBC Sherlock, um, yeah, so that's, so that's pretty much my, has, my experience with Sherlock so far. How about you? Nice, um, well, actually, my very first experience I had totally forgotten about until I started, like, doing a little research for this podcast, and it turns out my first experience was a Sherlock Hemlock from uh -huh. Sesame Street. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Which, yeah, I had totally forgotten about him, but yeah, he, he's like the Muppet version of Sherlock, and he solves cases on Sesame Street. 
Um, I remember the one he's like trying to figure out who ate Ernie's sandwich, <laughs> and it turns out he ate Ernie's sandwich. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, yeah. So he's just like a That's really cute, cute silly yeah. character. Um, but then, like, I guess I read my first Sherlock story. Um, it was in one of our middle school um, English books, you know. So we read it as part of our English class, and I really loved it. So I really. Um, got into Sherlock a little bit after that, like, I read some of the sh- short stories, um, and then, um, yeah, I went through, like, a mystery phase in, in middle school, so I was reading a lot of, like, Agatha Christie and Miss Marple and stuff, you know, and a little bit of, um, of Sherlock, um, yeah, and then so, then through the years, let's see, I saw the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. movie, yeah. Although I don't remember it that well, and I don't think I liked it that much. Yeah. Um, although I really have no concrete memory. Maybe I would like it now. But then I saw <laughs> the um, the BBC show when it came out, and I, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And, um, like, I've seen the first two series, um, so I've still got a little bit left to wa- watch. But, yeah, it's really um, just, like, sharp and clever, and I love it. Yeah. 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 And so... I think because of the BBC Sherlock, that's... there's. That's what has caused the resurgence. Yeah, yeah. Fandom wise, with right because yeah. there's like that um, that other show, right? Um, elementary. I haven't seen that. Me neither. I'm not really interested to see. It. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, I don't know. I don't do network TV anymore. Yeah. Such a snob. But um, <laughs> but I but I, I've heard that it's it does. It's at least that. okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It does. Yeah. That's a glowing recommendation but um <laughs> but yeah like the yeah. bbc one's so good i couldn't watch like a watered down version of it yeah <laughs> like, an american version <laughs> yeah oh <please. laughs> although isn't the main character scottish i don't I know i don't know <laughs> yeah don't like johnny lee miller or whatever like he's in train spotting so uh, can't get more scottish than that but it's a testament yeah to the awesomeness that is sherlock holmes that and and it's yeah it's very timeless just the the character himself and the idea of yeah. the of the seer, of the book that of the stories you know that tra- can translate and you know different cultures yeah and definitely like I, I think that's why I like the BBC show so much because like it's a good show on its own like you know the the stories and the characters are compelling. But, like, you get that extra little thrill of all the ways they, they found to take a detail from, like, the yeah, original books and, and kind of weave it, them into yeah. the modern setting, you know? So, every like, you know, when he says his address, when he's like, you know, I live at 221B Baker Street, you're like, wow, cool. And then, you know, like, <laughs> With the whole, 17 um, steps going upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, the plot of the first episode is basically the plot of, a study in Scarlet. Yeah. But they, like, you know, changed up all these things to make it more modern. A study so, um, in pink, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, it's, it's kind of cool to see how they, yeah. they translated it. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool, like, because um, as, as I mentioned, I, I hadn't read the original stories, any of the original stories prior to preparing for the podcast, even though I had watched the shows, some shows. So that was cool to see like to read yeah. and then think yeah, about I the had, shows. I watched the yeah. show before I read that particular one. Yeah, so I didn't realize that. So it was kind of neat going back. <laughs> so, so every yeah, so Sherlock, we've already said Sherlock is very pervasive, you know, throughout his history and also, you know, throughout um, culture and, and everything and media. But it, it's interesting 
um, you know, so he, so he's well known. Like if you say Sherlock, people will know you're talking about someone who is a genius and you know can figure out crimes or you know can figure think mysteries out. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the basic thing. But but as interesting as I was reading, like especially a study in Scarlet because that's the first published story. That's where we really get introduced. That is where we get introduced to Sherlock. For the first time, if we're reading the stories, <laughs> um, but I, like I got a different—I mean, a somewhat different image of him. I mean, physically a little bit, but but his personality through the reading, than like the general than is portrayed. Yeah. So I feel like character. in yeah. media, I guess because it's more sensational. Maybe I don't know. Like. I feel like he's very exaggerated, or yeah. I mean, to some he's like degree, more of a caricature. Whereas in the book, he's like yeah. he's a very intelligent person, but he's like still a person. Like, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a person on the intelligent side rather than this like yeah. I, I don't know, like you know, character that yeah you see portrayed in other mediums. Yeah. Um, so the first, so I, I'd like to maybe read a little. Part. So as I was reading, I like put all these little paper, sticky papers in to like, <laughs> to, because um, there were just so many interesting, yeah, interesting spots. Um, so when Watson is looking for a place to stay, uh, like he meets up with an old friend and this friend is an acquaintance of Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes at that time is looking for someone to split a an apartment with basically and mm-hmm. Watson is looking for someone to split an apartment with so this common acquaintance is like oh I'll introduce you guys to each other but the whole time he's talking to Watson he's like well like he's not really my cup of tea but you you know you need to meet him <laughs> yourself so you can you know <laughs> come up with your your own opinion um so, so yeah, so Watson, he had been in Afghanistan, which is actually uh, timely for now as well. Um, so in the BBC Sherlock, Watson also was right. in Afghanistan. Same place, um, different war. Yeah. Um, and he was a, a doctor in the army, um, but then he was wounded in his leg and um, so was discharged, honorably discharged. Um, anyway, so that's where Watson is at right now. He's living in London or at uh, temporary has temporary housing is looking for somewhere to live um so this friend is taking him to i think it's to the like a college or a university where there's a lab so near the farther end a low arched passage branched away from it and led to the, so they're going into the chemical laboratory uh let's see there was only one student in the room who was bending over a distant table, absorbed in his work. At the sound of our steps, he glanced round and sprang to his feet with a cry of pleasure. I found it! I found it! He shouted at my companion, running towards us with a test tube in his hand. I have found a reagent which is precipitated by hemoglobin and by nothing else. Had he discovered a gold mine, greater delight could not have shown upon his features. <laughs> nice. Isn't that... Doc- that's a great... I know, yeah, right? That's a great introduction. <laughs> Dr. Watson, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, said Stamford, introducing us. How are you, he said cordially, gripping my hand with a strength for which I should hardly have given him credit. You have been in Afghanistan, I perceive. 
How on earth did you know that? I asked in astonishment. Never mind, said he, chuckling to himself. <laughs> the question now is about hemoglobin. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Like, Yeah. I think it's... one thing that's just, like, so great about this character is, like, just the joy he has yeah. in, like, you know, solving problems and figuring stuff out. Yeah, and so that's that's something that I, like, as I was reading, it's like he... He has, like, he's very self-aware, but he's also um, very confident in the way, I mean, he's obviously confident in his, like, mental faculties, but he also mm. doesn't care what people think about him, like, how he's perceived. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't care how he is perceived. Like, he, yeah, he will, he will act, he'll just be himself. Like, <laughs> like, he's super <laughs> excited about this scientific experiment that only he knows what he's doing like nobody else knows what he's up to but he's all like yay this is so, like just bounding up to people and like being so excited about what he's working on like so i so i really like that about him and, and the books the stories make that clear like he just he's his own person he knows what he's about like he's a good example in that way to just yeah like just be who you are and <laughs> enjoy what you do and yeah but so anyway so that's the first intro to Sherlock Holmes and I, I love it he's just so happy and you can imagine yeah. Watson is just probably smart like confused amused like <laughs> so. right yeah and he has like such an enthusiasm for his work um mm -hmm. and I and I think it's interesting too like he's not like he's very good at what he does and he's not interested in using it for material gain or even for, like, really solving all the crimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he, he only takes interesting cases, you know? So yeah. he, he doesn't work on anything boring, even if it's for wealthy people or whatever. You know, he takes cases that interest him. Yeah. And that's all he's really concerned with. Yeah, know? he knows he's not going to yeah. get he's much of the credit. Yeah. Because there are so many times and his eyes just twinkle or whatever whenever when he reads the newspaper and it it like give well it like gives all the credit to Scotland Yard and then might like mention his name very like vaguely or you know dismissively but he just because he he knows that that's how it's gonna happen and he doesn't care like yeah he kind of laughs about it and <laughs> he doesn't want credit or fame or money he just yeah. wants like the satisfaction of exactly figure figured this out yeah and that's where watson comes in because the stories are from watson's perspective so mm -hmm. he does want holmes to be recognized and to get credit and so that so he like writes uh, like kind of like a chron he chronicles Holmes's cases and publishes them yeah. so so that's kind of cool in the BBC Sherlock it's that Watson has a blog <laughs> yeah. he has like a website that he will publish the stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, but but it's kind of cool so in the beginning like Watson knows that Sherlock is very eccentric and like a curiosity um, and he's, he doesn't have anything to do, Watson, like he doesn't have a job or anything because he's, he's still kind of healing and you know, and just being bored and so he gets so preoccupied with trying to figure Sherlock out <laughs> Yeah. and he even so he, kinda, he even says that he kind of like gets a little bit obsessed like <laughs> just so intrigued by Sherlock and he like writes a list 
of the things that Sherlock is good at or that, that he knows or the, and the things that he's not good at or that he doesn't really have a knowledge of. Because he's trying oh, to figure out this, what Sherlock does. Like, what's, list, the, what's his goal? It, yeah. This list is so amusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, knowledge of literature. Nil. Knowledge uh-huh. of philosophy. Nil. <laughs> knowledge of astronomy. Nil. Knowledge of politics. Feeble. Yeah. Etc., <laughs> etc. Et he knows a little bit about botany, but not about, like, gardening or anything, only about poisons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, I really enjoy this. I mean, there are people that are, like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. That's, like, the opposite of Sherlock. He's very, like, Concise, you know, he's got yeah. tunnel vision. He only cares about forensics and, um, yeah chemistry and, you know, um, solving crimes, basically. Um, which is, which is pretty interesting because, like, at the time, you know, in the Victorian era, um, they did have, or they were just starting to do things like, um, like fingerprint analysis and handwriting analysis and these type of things, but, like, you know, they had just started that, so it's, it's, um, Sherlock would use those in his investigations, so it's pretty interesting that, like, Sir Arthur... Conan Doyle would show such an interest in these type of techniques. Yeah, it is very cool. Yeah, yeah. and even I think I, I read something about like um, science, yeah. not tampering with the crime scene. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't. Yeah, they like show that. Scotland the Scotland Yard people. They're like just trampling all over the place. Yeah, like, so that like, wasn't oh. a, that wasn't a priority before. <laughs> they would just like tear it up looking for stuff. You yeah, know? And Sherlock's guys, you know, s- calm down, <laughs> slow your roll. We need to. Yeah, yeah. and he'll pull out his yeah. his like special um, eyeglass and like a yeah. measuring tape and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, really so cool. So that was like very advanced for the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. That is very cool that he put that in. Um, yeah, and Sherlock, so talking about the things that... Because Watson found out that he, like, doesn't... He didn't know about the solar system or something. What was it? Like... And then, like, yeah, I don't know, like, like that the Earth goes around the sun or something. Like, he didn't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was ignorant of the Copernican th- Copernican theory and of the composition of the solar system. Should not be aware that the Earth traveled around the sun appeared to me to be such an extraordinary fact that I could hardly realize it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if it doesn't serve his needs, he doesn't care. Yeah. He said, yeah. a man's brain is like an empty attic, and you have to stock it with furniture as you choose. A fool takes in all the lumber of every sort that he comes across... Yeah, so he, so Sherlock makes sure that he is very selective about what he puts in his attic. <laughs> yeah. His mind So maybe attic, if I didn't yeah. know the lyrics of every pop song from 1992 to 1997, then yeah. maybe I would know. <laughs> but the I'd solar better, system. I'd have more important knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Watson's like, yeah. but the solar system, what the deuce is it to me? He interrupted impatiently. <laughs> We, you say that we go round the sun. If we went round the moon, it would not make a penny worth of difference to me or to my work. <laughs> I don't know. So. It seems like some kind of detail like that would come up in some I kind know. of case. You think? Seems like yeah, yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> that's him. <laughs> but yeah, so so that was just kind of cute when Watson. He's so engrossed with Sherlock, but, like, trying to figure out what the point of Sherlock's work is. Like, what is Sherlock's endgame? Mm-hmm. 
or like why is he learning all these specific things and then finally finally Sherlock like let, lets him in on what his line of work is but yeah yeah he, he's, he prides himself on being like the world's first consulting detective or something like <laughs> something like that and like I think his whole his whole technique is interesting because it's not just like coming up with solid facts. It's like taking a small detail and kind of like developing the whole story around that small detail. You know, like from like a small splatter of mud or something like yeah. that. He can he can come up with like the whole story around this. And it's not always a hundred percent either. Like um, sometimes he's wrong, but. You know, he's usually right because he can just deduce from, yeah, whatever clues he's getting. So he's, yeah. yeah, he's just very observant and then can take those observations to their logical conclusions. Yeah, the observant, observation of minutiae, yeah, and details. And he's, yeah. yeah, he says that his precept is, uh, when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Mm. So that's... Yeah, and that was uh, I really like in the study in Scarlet. Do you have that quote about um, why they named? Oh yeah, hold on. Because that to me, so the reason yeah. yeah is called a study in Scarlet is because there's the scarlet thread of murder running through the colorless skein of life, and our duty is to unravel it and isolate it and expose every inch of it. So, yeah, yeah, like, um, that that's, like, a really cool quote, and it, it applies to pretty much the whole body of work. Yeah, so that that is, so finally Watson discovered what Sherlock is all about, and that's what Sherlock told him. And they, and they named their own, they named the case within the story, like, it's not just the title of the story, but yeah, they, the characters themselves, like, named it <laughs> Study in Scarlet because, <laughs> and then Sherlock said that quote, yeah. Which is, yeah, very cool, I really like that. Mm -hmm. So the scarlet thread, that's what Sherlock has always... Oh my gosh, I just imagined like a cat chasing yarn. <laughs> that's, a scar... that's what Sherlock Holmes is always after, is the, the red thread. Yes. <laughs> and the colorless scheme of life. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... So, um, so within the stories, and this is uh, portrayed to some extent, at least, in, in all of his incarnations in the media and, and all, um, is that is Sherlock and drugs or some kind of addiction. Mm -hmm. It might not always be drugs, but, um, or, or different kinds of drugs. But in the book, it's, um, what is it? It's like, it's cocaine, cocaine. and yeah. something, and maybe morphine, something else. No, I think, I think he was a against morphine and opium even though they were legal at the time I think he liked yeah cocaine and then he smoked a lot until Watson got him to quit <laughs> yeah yes so, yes he's all about the stimulants because I think yeah they help him think better <laughs> yeah well it's interesting so like the sign of the four the the very first section very first paragraph is is about Sherlock Holmes um, it says uh, he took he took his bottle from the corner of the mantelpiece and his hypodermic syringe from its neat Morocco case. With his long, white, nervous fingers, he adjusted the delicate needle and rolled... So it's like this whole... It's all about yeah. him. Mm. This whole description. Um, 
His eyes rested thoughtfully upon the sinewy forearm and wrist, all dotted and scarred with innumerable puncture marks. Finally, he thrust the sharp point home, pressed down the tiny piston, and sank back into the velvet-lined armchair with a long sigh of satisfaction. Hmm. Yeah, so three, he would do that three times a day sometimes for wow. for many that months. Well, yeah. that sounds like morphine, so maybe he wasn't doing it. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't in this Wikipedia article where I'm basing um, my knowledge. So, yeah. Well, so, and Watson yeah, is that's what, that's being what troubled by that, before. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. as a doctor. It says, which is it today? And, and morphine or cocaine? And he raised his uh, eyes languidly. From the old black leather volume, which he had been, which he had opened, it is cocaine. He said, a seven percent solution. Would you care to try it? No, indeed. I answered briskly. My constitution has not got over the Afghan campaign yet. Anyway, but like, so he, yeah, so he. I guess he alternates between cocaine and morphine, and like, gotcha. but yes, and he does smoke a lot as well. Um, but he says, but he explains to Watson because Watson really wants him to stop. Um, but he. Because when Sherlock gets bored, like, he just doesn't want to deal with it. Like, it's just, just a boring, prosaic life is yeah. just too much for Sherlock to handle. And so Can't he escapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he escapes it with, with the use of drugs. So Well, I can see how, why yeah. he's so ec- ecstatic whenever a crime comes through. Yeah, so then he kind <laughs> yeah, of so becomes like, oh, alive finally, again. Something yeah. to focus on, yeah. Yeah. So that was, so yeah, so he's, yeah, he's just such a genius that, like, it's difficult, yeah, just when nothing's happening, it's really difficult for him. But, yeah, and also, um, in film and, and such, he's kind of portrayed as, um, well, the word inhuman comes to mind, because that's what is mentioned here, like, Watson does mention, um, because he... What a very attractive woman, I exclaimed, turning to my companion. He had lit his pipe again and was leaning back with drooping eyelids. Is she? he said languidly. I did not observe. You really are an automaton, a calculating machine, I cried. There is something positively inhuman in you at times. He smiled gently. <laughs> <laughs> but but then he goes in and says that, I mean, Sherlock, um, Sherlock explains... Here, and I think a few other times, but just that, like, because what is most important to him is the activity of his mind and being able to be unbiased to solve crimes. Mm -hmm. So that, like, taking any interest in a person, like, like being attracted to a a woman would disturb his, uh, his process, his mental process. I see. So that's yeah, but it, take him off, take him off his game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he he might be swayed by, and he does discuss that. Like he explains it really well. Like that he would is the potential to be swayed by emotion or to just get um, to miss an observation and, and that kind of thing. So so he has his priorities, which is yes the the game right now. It's not, but he doesn't even call it a game. Like it's just, but yeah, his what he has sharpened himself to be right it is amazing because i mean he's a genius but also he has worked so hard to to develop himself to yeah, to like be like an arrow uh, cleared yeah. out all distractions you know i feel like there's 
like, there's a lot of people that have this potential. Like, if you could clear out all the distraction from your life and really hone in on one skill, mm-hmm. you could get really, really good at something. Yeah. You know, it's just it's that most of life. us don't want to sac- sacrifice, like, you know. Because I, I think about that sometimes. It's like, I'm like, if, you know, if I really focus on this one thing, you know, I could get good at it. But, you know, I like hobbies, and I like my family, <laughs> you know, and so... Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that type of dedication, you know? So it's like, yeah, he, he is extraordinarily um, intelligent, but he's also, more so than that, he's extraordinarily, like, focused. Yeah, and determined, and, yeah, yeah. such a hard yeah. worker. Yeah. Because he, he says, um, well, this kind of goes back to the what we had mentioned before, but my mind, he said, rebels at stagnation. Give me problems, give me work. Give me the most ab- abstruse, abstruse cryptogram, or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. I can dispense then with with artificial stimulants, but I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. That is why I have chosen my own profession, or rather, created it, for I am the only one in the world, the only unofficial detective. I said, raising my eyebrows. <laughs> The only unofficial consulting detective, he answered. I am the last and highest court of appeal in detection. Uh, <laughs> so he's very confident, but like, yeah, and yeah, well, it can come across arrogance. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, really, like, it does come across that way. But really, I mean, he like he kind of deserves to be. Yeah, no, I mean, I, he, yeah. he, he's, he's earned it. He's definitely yeah. backing it up, but he's also... I know, yeah. but it does come across. Yeah. <laughs> but but really, like, if if you, yeah, if you've worked that hard and have trained yourself and, like, and mi- formed your whole life this way, like, to you, in, you know, internally, it, it wouldn't sound like <laughs> a bad thing to say, but yeah, outwardly to other people, it would be like, ah. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, so he does come across as being some, and sometimes in certain media, like he's portrayed more so, I think, as being like really arrogant or like antisocial and or inhuman to use, use that word. But like, but in the stories, um, there's one uh, moment that stood out to me, or actually a couple moments, but um, just ha- like he's very kind, he's very, um, not, I don't know, sympathetic, but empathetic. I mean, that kind of goes with observation to like be able to um, like know what people might do or what they're feeling and why they would act a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. But so that's kind of more for the job. But but he is kind, especially um, because this is from Watson's perspective, and so um, he adds in some of the the things that Holmes does that aren't pertaining to cases. So they were just back from uh, doing some some tiring things for a case, and uh, Holmes says, Watson, you look regularly done. Lie down there on the sofa and see if I can put you to sleep. He took up his violin from the corner, and as I stretched myself out, he began to play some low, dreamy, melodious air, his own, no doubt, for he had a remarkable gift for improvisation. I have a vague remembrance of his gaunt limbs, his earnest face, and the rise and fall of his bow. Then I seemed to be floated peacefully away upon a soft sea of sound, until I found myself in dreamland. Isn't that 
nice. Like I know he played him a lullaby. <laughs> yeah, and and it and Watson says that many times Sherlock would play for him, would play the violin for him, and that has nothing to do with a case or like he's not using Watson for anything. You know, it's not. Yeah. Because sometimes Cause he's it, not a complete calculating machine. Yeah, because I think in some of the shows they and movies they kind of portray that. It's like he's being kind, but then you find out it's because he was trying... To, it was a means to an end yeah, or some kind something. Of yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're really, you know, not as nice as we thought. But no, but he he really is nice. Like, he is ca- <laughs> caring, but, but like, he's able to f- just focus so well on his job that, you know, right. he, he gets caught up in it, and it mm-hmm. might, you know... But he is also very human, and I and I feel like that comes out more in the stories than I think it's kind of exaggerated in the in media. But yeah, but Sherlock and women, that's oh. <laughs> eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he says um, Watson is talking about um, this is in the sign of the four, like because he's fallen in love with um, the lady who has kind of brought in this mystery, uh, Miss Morrison, Mary Morrison, brought a mystery before them. Anyway, but he wants to kind of report back to her to tell, update her. And Sherlock says, I would not tell them too much, said Holmes. Women are never to be entirely trusted, not the best of them. I did not pause to argue over this atrocious sentiment. I'll be back in, in an hour or two. <laughs> so so Watson, <laughs> Watson is like... He says it's an atrocious sentiment. So, like, yeah, Watson does not share the okay, same views good. on women. But then the whole Irene situation occurs. That's a scandal in Bohemia, which is one of the short stories. And and she outwits Holmes. And then... He turns her his respect. Yeah, he calls... Thereafter, he calls her... The woman. The woman. Yeah. Um, so in the end of the story, so she disappears with what he was trying to get back from her. Um, and and she leaves a photograph of herself in the place of the object that he was trying to get. And uh, he was helping out a king. And the king says, well, what, I, what would you like as payment for... Um, this case he was going to give him like this beautiful ring like really valuable ring from his own finger and this is a king of bohemia Um, anyway your majesty has something which I should value even more highly said Holmes you have but to name it this photograph exclamation point (laughs) the king stared at him in amazement Irene's photograph he cried certainly if you wish it I thank you, Majesty. Then there is no more to be done in the matter. I have the honor to wish you a very good morning. He bowed, and turning away without observing the hand which the king had stretched out to him, he set off in my company for his chambers. <laughs> so, that is... That is what he wanted. Is He was so impressed with Irene that he... That's all he wanted over riches or anything. He just wanted the picture of her... <laughs> Um, it says, and that was how the great scandal threatened to affect the king of Bohemia and how the best plans of Mr. Sherlock Holmes were beaten by a woman's wit. He used to make merry over the cleverness of women, meaning, like, so he used to make fun of women and their mm-hmm. lack of cleverness that he perceived. 
but I have not heard him do it of late, and when he speaks of Irene Adler, or when he refers to her photograph, it is always under the honorable title of The Woman. The Woman. Italicized. The. <laughs> so, so that was, yeah, so before, he's all like, meh, women, blah, but then he met Irene, and she was very clever, and outwitted him, and so now he doesn't he has a he doesn't say a respect yeah. for so she's like the woman and yes. now he does, he respects her her cleverness has taught him that you can't underestimate women so he doesn't make fun of them anymore <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah so so should we get into some of the food yeah let's get into food yeah so there's not <laughs> now saying that there's not really a terrible amount of food mentioned. It's more just kind of offhandedly mentioned. Um, so the yeah, the s- and I and I, well, I feel like um, yeah, there's not a lot of specific food, but like since there's such like a, a specific feel to the stories, you know, mm-hmm. like it is very Victorian. Yeah, Victorian. Like, I think we we definitely have an idea of like the kind of stuff they would be eating. Yeah, it's yeah. Kinda... So I think yeah, that's good to uh, to note because yeah, the food like. It's it's mentioned, but it's not given detail uh, often, and so yeah, if you have a, a knowledge of Victorian era food, then you can kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah. Um, so, like for example, um, cold meat and bread is mentioned. So it's like, oh well, what is that? Like sandwiches or like what? But yeah, if you have a cookbook or something, or knowledge of Victorian food, you might be able to fill in the blank of, like, what would that, what might that be? Yeah, like, yeah. I saw, um, yeah, to, to that point, cold meat and bread, I saw one website had, like, a, um, like, a sardine sandwich, mm. uh, mm-hmm. recipe, and it basically, like, you know, you mince up, um, sardines, and I think celery, and maybe a little bit of mayonnaise or something like that, and then just, like, make kind of a spread. Nice. And it sounds delicious, because I love sardines. You can have all of mine, then. I know. You don't like sardines. (laughs) This has come up before. Um, So, like, buckwheat buckwheat cakes are mentioned, and Mm. Study in Scarlet. Oh, yeah. So, so I read Study in Scarlet, um, Sign of the Four, Scandal in Bohemia, and uh, most of, or half of, I guess, um... The final, I can't remember what it's called. The final, it doesn't have the title. The final, the problem? final problem. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs> okay. Um, no, the final problem. So, so that's what I'm referencing when I mention food. Um, it's just those stories. Um, yeah. So we've got. Oh. <laughs> Sherlock is also very good at boxing. He was like a street fighter. <laughs> oh, yes. He, he was a prize fighter. And he's also really great at dress. Sorry, I'm like, I would throw no, it in really quick. I, I, I'm looking I at my note, post-it I notes. I didn't know that until I was reading up on this. And so that actually makes me like the, um, the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I thought that was all just fabricated. But yeah, no, it, he's yeah, a great it, shot with a gun. He's also good at sword so, fighting. Yeah, he's or fencing perhaps. And then of course we know he's really excellent with the violin, 
and he's super good at um, cosplay. Just kidding, at dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> and he really has fun. He always comes home laughing. Disguises. Yeah, and people have commented and like, the world lost a great actor. Because Sherlock, you know, Sherlock didn't take up the acting profession. He disguises himself so well that yeah. Watson doesn't recognize him. Yeah, or he has to do that, like a triple take or something. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> so. I know. But his his glimmering, yeah, gleaming, mischievous so eyes give him away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so there's ham and eggs mentioned. Um, also, Toby the dog was given a sugar cube. I don't know about that. <laughs> but that's what it said. Um, oysters. Oh, this is something. Uh, I thought this was really cute. Uh, this is in the sign of the four. And um, Inspector Jones is with Watson and Holmes in their house, in their apartment. And. Perfectly. Is there anything else? Only that I insist upon your dining with us. This is Sherlock talking to Jones. It will be ready in half an hour. I have oysters and a brace of grouse with something a little choice in the white wines. Watson, you have never yet recognized my merits as a housekeeper. <laughs> uh, you know, I would because he's great. He he's he loves chemistry. He's really great at chemistry and science yeah, it's, it's and everything. Yeah, cooking like an extension. Yes, that's chemistry ki kitchen in some chemistry. Yeah, yeah, food chemistry. So I think he would be really good at food, at cooking, if he wanted to. I be. think, yeah, I think he would be good at it if he showed any interest. But it yeah. just seems like that might be one of those things that he just doesn't have time for. Yeah, in general. But but in that scene, you it's know, more interest for. In that yeah, scene, well, he it sounds like yeah. I don't know if he just bought it. And had Mrs. Hudson make it, or if he had any hand in, in it, but like, but that was kind of cute. He like, you can imagine him, like he's talking, he's inviting Jones to stay for dinner, and then he kind of turns to Watson, and you can imagine he's got like a mischievous look. He's like, <laughs> you've never recognized my parents as a housekeeper. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. We've been living together all these years. And yeah, and here I am providing never once, some never food. Never once have I cooked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then we got some cold beef and beer. And some good. some half and half milk, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> okay, and that's all. all right. Well, that's all that I came across in the book. <laughs> but um, like in the BBC Sherlock show, um, there's a scene where we discover, or Mrs. Hudson makes Watson's favorite breakfast. She she says it's his favorite breakfast, and it's kind of the traditional English breakfast though, like um, with some mushrooms and sausage and tomato and beans and toast. Yeah, I was about to say, does it yeah. have beans and toast? Yeah, beans and toast. But that's, yeah. and that's a more recent thing. That's like since World War Two, I believe, okay. the, the tinned beans, the popularity. Gotcha. Um, so that wouldn't have been so, Sherlock time, but. Yeah. <laughs> but for the, for the modern the Sherlock. Modern, the modern Sherlock. That yeah. is a very popular thing is the tinned beans and toast. Um, yeah, so I did actually recreate that meal a lot, like, a long time ago. Right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I just, like, <laughs> made it and took a picture. I didn't write up a recipe, but I should. I mean, it's one of those things where it's just, like, a really common English breakfast, and mm -hmm. so... 
like making a recipe for it, it's kind of like, well, it's just, I toast some bread and put right, <laughs> some beans not, on it. Not make a lot a, to it. <laughs> make a couple sausages and yeah, but but yeah, I, I do want to. I should make it again and like take some better pictures of it or something. And, but yeah, and then um, and then of course, well, because it's TV is visual medium. Like if there's food present, like you can actually see it and you know infer what it is from it. Yeah. And, yeah, so, but they, but that is cute that they added that in. And then also on the BBC Sherlock, there's, I think I mentioned it to you, the I, the I and the T, like that's something yeah. that's very mem- memorable food-wise from BBC Sherlock, is because <laughs> Sherlock will often bring his experiments home with him, <laughs> and in this case it was an I that ended up in his tea, and he drank from it. <laughs> Uh, but he's like, hmm, surprisingly, okay. Like, hmm, salty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, should we... Um, I think he also eats, like, um, mince pies, I think, in the Christmas episode, right? Or, I don't know. Yes, yeah, that is mentioned. I can't, I can't remember, but yes. Because I watched him a while ago, but yeah, I do remember yeah, that I was mentioned. Yeah, I didn't specifically remember that, but then... That just, was mentioned like, online. Um, yeah. Whilst Googling, that's one of the ones I came across. Yeah, so that's like a really classic British Christmas food. My dad makes awesome mince pies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. You'll have to share the family recipe. Yeah. Mince meat. I've never made it before. Mince meat, but it's fruit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fruit meat. (laughs) Every, every, like, um, holiday season rolls around, and I keep wanting to do that since it's such a classic. Mm -hmm. Maybe this this year will be the year. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, when I, I didn't, like, make any specific, like, notes from the books or the show or anything, but I found a couple of, yeah. um, things online, which were pretty cool. Um, so there's this one Tumblr called 221 Bakery Street. It's so cute. Um, which is adorable. Yeah. Like, they, they pretty much just, like, collected all kinds of things, like, Sherlock-inspired stuff, you know, there's, like, a bunch of cakes and, um... Like, just different things. Some illustrations. Um, there's, like, you know, animated gifs of, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch eating stuff. <laughs> you know? And just, yeah. yeah, just, like, you know, a, you know, a hodgepodge of, um, yeah, Sherlocky food stuff, which is pretty cute. Um, and then there's been, like, quite a few cookbooks put out. Mm-hmm. Um, even So even though there's, like, not a whole lot of food, like, mentioned, there like, it, it's a very specific era, so it's easy to kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, come up with, like, a bunch of recipes that, like... Yeah. To deduce yeah. what they're... To, to deduce, exactly. <laughs> so, from a small clue from the from the literature, yeah. you can, you know, <laughs> kind of paint a bigger picture. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's very, um, very much Victorian and stuff. And actually, like, my recipe is from one of, one of the books, um, one of the Sherlock cookbooks, but, like, before that... It was from, um, you know, our, our favorite Mrs. Beaton's book of household management. Yeah. Which we mentioned on our, our yeah, we talked quite, yeah, we talked quite a bit about on our Downton episode. So basically, you know, it's like a very famous book that like, you know, pretty much everybody in England had at this time and pretty much all the food came from. Like it was like a really, yeah. um, popular book and like all households were cooking. Yeah. You know, it, so. Mrs. Hudson had that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it was, like, right up Mrs. Hudson's alley, so I'm sure, like, you know, she was making all this kind of stuff, and, yeah. Not your housekeeper, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm sure like I'm sure I'm sure Sherlock was eating some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um cool. yeah, I'll share some of the cookbooks. So what did you make for this? Oh my gosh. Um so I made um Actually, I made it last night because I talked to you about something that I'm gonna make, but um, but I did make something last night, um, and it is inspired by the Jeremy Brett Hound of the Baskervilles film. Okay. And because there's a really cute scene, and I couldn't find it in the book in the story, so um, so I think it's just uh, so in the book it's mentioned that uh, a little boy or a boy brings Sherlock food while he's kind of staking out the moors. He's like kind of camping in a cave like um, incognito. Oh, okay. So um, he needed, he needed so to he stake out snacks. <laughs> yeah, he employed a village boy to bring him food and uh, and a clean collar or whatever. But anyway, so, but in the book, you know, it's we're told that, that. but then in the Jeremy Brett film of Hound of the Baskervilles there's this scene, it's really cute and I'll link um, uh, there is a video clip online, I'll link to it on the site But um, where <laughs> Watson finds him and they're sitting in the cave together discussing the mystery and Sherlock <laughs> like stirs up this little pot and then he's like oh I will, I'll provide you some refreshment and he like stirs up this pot and then blip, 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 like this scoops <laughs> out this like goop onto a plate and Watson like glances at it but then he like continues to talk about the case and then Sherlock it's like Jeremy Brett is so great with his facial expressions and stuff but he kind of like has his hands together and he he's like kind of beaming down at <laughs> His uh, his expression, his eyes, like looking down at Watson. He's like, "Oh, try it! Like, do try it!" Like he's really proud of it. Like, <laughs> and then and then Watson is like, "It looks disgusting." <laughs> and then his and then and then Jeremy Brett's face just kind of falls, falls and he's like, oh. "Oh, yes, yes, it is. It's better when it's warm." Like, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> but it's just, like I love that scene. And and I just no, love I Jeremy Brett's I'll acting. Have to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, like those two. Like wh while I was reading, even though they're they are older, uh, and I do picture the story of Sherlock Holmes as younger, but I I imagine their voices and their mannerisms. Um, but like Jeremy Brett and I think it's Hart Hardwick. I can't remember the actor for Watson, but like they're they're just really great. Um, yes, so I did make. Uh, a version of that. A like, gloopy slop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it made me think of, like, w like Game of Thrones, the the gray oh, bowls of stuff. <laughs> and the, well, yeah, like what they might have at the wall and then oh, also okay. bowls of brown. Yeah. But, like, but anyway, but I looked at it, like, I took a still frame and I was like, okay, what does it look like is in there and what would a boy bring, like, just a sack of some food, like easy food, what would he bring? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, okay, potato, one potato, one carrot, maybe a little bit of leek, and some bread, and then we gotta have some sausage! So, <laughs> like, some kind of meat. So anyway, so it consists of bacon and sausage. Because I think those would be easy. Okay, just... so wait, did you, like, cook this all together, or did you, like, 
have it separately, like, portable food. No, so, because it showed, like, in the scene, in the scene, it showed that Sherlock, well, I mean, I got the impression that Sherlock made it himself. So he, he, the boy brought ingredients, or just brought, you know, some stuff, and then Sherlock had a little pot that he was stirring up. I thought the boy brought, like, food made. (laughs) Oh, no, yes. So that was the cuteness of the whole scene, was that Sherlock had made that slop. Oh, okay. (laughs) But he was really proud of it, and he wanted to share it with Watson, but then Watson kind of stated the obvious, like, the emperor's new clothes, you know. So basically, Sherlock got his chopped basket and then, you know, had to figure out what to make with it. Yeah, so so I imagine the little boy, like, brought him some bread, brought him some wrapped up meat, and, like, a potato, a carrot, maybe a leek, and then um, maybe water or milk or something, like a little jug of something. So anyway, so those are the ingredients for this. So I um, I soaked bread in milk, like uh, crumbled up some bread, soaked it in milk, and that is kind of what the thickener is, well, along with the potato pieces. Um, so it's a very, because he's out on the moors, and it's like cold, and and also like he's he's out there, and there's this mysterious glowing hound and like there's danger and stuff so anyway so he needs to have something that will like stick to his ribs kind of food like hearty yeah so that's definitely what this is yeah and it tastes good because i think the little boy with he could throw in one bay leaf and a tiny bit of sage so there we go. Mm. And maybe some little salt and pepper. Sherlock probably carries salt and pepper around with him. I don't know. <laughs> right, he seems very practical. You know, that's something you would need. So, right. so that's what I made. Like a Boy Scout, always be prepared. Yeah. So I made that, some stew, or I don't know if you'd call it stew, but anyway, some, like, mess inspired by that <laughs> scene. But it tastes really good. Like, I so ate the rest of it today. Tastes delicious, yeah. Right? It's really good. <laughs> But I am, but the thing that I talked with you about is the, the I and the T. So yeah. I, I received my round, uh, my round mold today. It's like a silicone, it's for ice cubes, but you can use it for other things as well. Um, so, so anyway, so I'm going to make some like gelatin marshmallow eyeballs. I love it. So, that'll, that'll be really great for Halloween. I know, I know. Maybe I should save it yeah. for that time. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna make it like in the next couple of days, and then um, I, I think I'll probably post it either on uh, my website or on um, Fiction Kitchen website. Um, I don't think I'll wait for Halloween. I'll just like yeah, yeah, yeah. bring Let it back on. for <laughs> Halloween. But no, I mean, I could totally, <laughs> I could totally wait. But you guys might well, want to do yeah. this one now and then do something like really creepy. <laughs> Halloween too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Watson did open up the icebox at one point in the BBC Sherlock and there was like a head in there, so I don't know. That's great. Keeping it fresh. <laughs> I know, right? Right. <laughs> oh, okay, so tell us about your recipe. Sure. Well, you know, I had no idea what to make because, like, you know, like we said, there wasn't a whole lot mentioned, but since there were so many nice cookbooks, um, I chose a recipe from one of those. Um, so in, in, let's see which one this is from. This is from the Sherlock Holmes Victorian Cookbook, um, published in 1977, and, um, but, but originally, you know, this is a Miss Beaton's recipe. So it's asparagus soup with pale ale, 
um, which is basically like a, a beef stew, a beef soup um, with um, spinach and asparagus in it. But I figured, like, you know, since it's got asparagus in it, I'll probably end up eating most of this, because, like, I love asparagus, but my family's not a big fan. So instead of beef, yeah. I decided to use mushrooms. Nice. Yeah. And instead of pale ale, <laughs> so I always pale end up, ale. like, making all these substitutions. Like, I didn't <laughs> feel like buying that, so I had Madeira, which goes really well with mushrooms, so mm. I used a splash of Madeira instead. So, yeah, I made, like, a really nice, um, yeah, mushroom asparagus spinach soup, um, yeah, with a splash of Madeira and then, like, beef broth and, like, a little bit of herbs in there for flavor. Mm. Yeah, and it's just a nice soup. And as I was making it, I'm like, I have made so many soups for this podcast. <laughs> like, I make a lot of soups, I, like, I make a lot of soups anyway, but it just seems like, you know, fiction lends itself well to soup. Yeah. There is, there is, like, a, a And desserts. Website. Like, that, that's one thing, like, I, I never make desserts, but I've made soups. Or, you know, hardly ever at home. Like, I'll make a cake once in a while if we're having, yeah. like, you know, guests or something. But, yeah, like, I've made so many desserts for this podcast, too, because they Yum. show up so much in... Soup and dessert. Soup and dessert, exactly. Yeah. There is... Uh, what you mentioned, that soups lend its... Lend, soup lends itself well to fiction. But, um, there's, like, a, a page of a website that is all devoted to soup in fiction. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe that I'll sounds have to... Great. Link to that. That's like <laughs> tiny tasty time moment. Tiny tasty time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be a oh, super well, actually, soap. You know, I mentioned so. to mention too, yeah, back back to Sherlock food, um someone who we both really like, um, is it Britton Taylor or Brighton Taylor? Brighton Brighton Taylor. I, she I think yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to pronounce her name wrong, but yeah, like, she... She, she that is awesome. <laughs> yes, she always posts amazing things, and as we were preparing for this episode, she mm. posted a Sherlock recipe. <laughs> yeah, Sherlock menu. Yeah, sometimes yeah. she will, um, when she reads books, she'll make menus for them. Right. Yeah, so, and she totally... Um, so she's got, like, a, um, a foie gras uh, pie that she posted, which looks really delicious. Yeah. Yeah, from Sherlock, so that's another... Yeah, Sherlock idea. Yeah, yeah, Brighton. She's so cool. Nice. Yeah, so we'll link link to that. Um, and something cute. Um, this is just like a trivia fact, or whatever. But with the BBC Sherlock, like their flat is above Speedy's Sandwich Bar and Cafe, oh, okay. and that's that is a real place. And so, like fans will go there, and and they've made special. Um, Sherlock snacks or Sherlock sandwiches. Oh, nice! So, like Sherlock inspired. Yeah, so that, so they have like Sherlock wrap, which is chicken, bacon, cheddar cheese, lettuce, peppers, red onion, cucumber, which of course it has to have cucumber in it for cumberbatch. <laughs> then chili sauce. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, nice. and says all wrapped up as tightly as Sherlock's personality, <laughs> <laughs> or the Watson wrap that is safe, warm, and comforting. Oh. <laughs> And then I think I think there is or will be a Moriarty sub. But anyway, yeah. So that's kind of nice. cute. That's a real place that fans yeah. can go. And in fact, yeah. I bet you know Sherlock and Watson eat there a lot. <laughs> yeah, they probably just yeah order um, this. Have it. They can just walk it upstairs. Delivery. Exactly. <laughs> don't have to break from you know murder solving. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cute. And another thing, um, you mentioned Brighton. Um, there's. Uh, 
an artist. Her name is Kara McGee. And I first discovered her because she makes fandom teas, tea blends on Adagio teas. And, um, and she's done a lot of Sherlock Holmes-inspired teas, tea blends. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And she's well, done other it, fandoms as well. But I think Sherlock has, like, a favorite tea, right? Like... Probably. When I think of favorite tea, I always think of Jean-Luc Picard, but like, <laughs> Earl Grey hot, but yeah, oh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, definitely has a preferred tea, and I, let favorite. me look it up right quick. Yeah. song Suchong. Ah. Yeah, so Sherlock's favorite tea is Lapsong Suchong, which, um... I know because there is a food and wine article with um, a Sherlock-inspired cocktail, which um, nice. uses um, scotch and this type of tea and some honey and lemon juice. Nice. Yeah, for a Sherlock cocktail. Sounds pretty good. So lapse, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Not to to cut you off, but like, yeah. What what kind of um, Sherlock-inspired teas does she have? Yeah. Let me. It up really quick. I got distracted, but no, that's no, that's really cool. I didn't realize that it was listed anyway. Yeah, that just like so that's my very I cool. Had forgotten that. Yeah. So, so Kara McGee, and sh- yeah, she is a great um, like illustrator. She's a free- freelance artist, um, but she's yeah, she's made all these fun teas and like for every character <laughs> on the show, even. Even Sherlock and Mycroft's old dog, Redbeard. Like, oh. <laughs> wow, um, thorough. Yeah, so there's... And even... She even made a tea dedicated to Watson's mustache, <laughs> which, like, in the BBC show... I, can't, I don't know if it's in the original stories, but, like, he grows a mustache. Well, I think in the original stories, he probably always has a mustache. Yeah. But in the BBC show, there's a whole thing where it's like... Okay. I can, <laughs> take that thing off your face <laughs> um, and then there is one Sherlock ex- Sherlock's experiment and it's referencing the eyeball in the <laughs> in the tea um, yeah so she oh, has yeah I just googled these yeah they're pretty cute let's see I like the Baker Street Babes yeah which is lavender earl grey green chai cherry green Oh yeah, here we go. Lap song Suchong. So she's using this in some of her. Um, oh, good, good. Yeah. Some of her blends. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. From- so that's really I yeah, and she yeah. So that's how I was introduced to her was through her fandom teas, and then, but now I we like follow her on Twitter and stuff, and she's she's really cool. So nice. yeah. Nice. Yeah, this is very cool. cool, and they're all yeah they're all um, illustrated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's so that's. Yeah, I didn't even... I'm, like, looking at them, but I'm, like... Yeah. You guys can't read yeah, these my are mind. really gorgeous yes. and cool, yeah. We'll, so we'll, her artwork we'll, is on the tins nice. and stuff. Nice, yeah, yeah, we'll post a link to this, because it's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the Baker Street Babes, so that's... Um, that's actually a website. That's a, a group of babes. <laughs> As the name would suggest. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a podcast, the Baker podcast? Street Babes. Yeah. Oh, it is. And nice. yeah, and too. they they do events and things too, and yeah, Sherlock. Yeah, it's really cool that Sherlock, especially like we mentioned, like with the BBC um, popularity of that, that like Sherlock is 
everywhere, yeah, like the resurgence of fandom. Resurgence, yeah. yeah. Like I was watching a Korean drama uh, called Potato Star, and it's a family comedy. And there is, like this this lady, her son was accused of something at school, and so she was gonna get to the bottom of it and prove her son's innocence. So there's like a scene where she pulls up in her car in front of the school. She steps out of her car and she's like looking at the school, and she has a a long overcoat on. And then the Sherlock, the BBC Sherlock music starts playing in the background. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think Russia has, yeah, there's a new show uh, in Russia that is inspired very much um, by BBC Sherlock. Um, and so, I mean, so think, so like BBC Sherlock, of course, is based on the original stories, but then there are other like more modern shows and, and concepts that are kind of based on BBC Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting, but. But one of the first memories um, that I have, well, aside from the A&E um, Jeremy Brett, is the 1985 Young Sherlock movie. Did you ever see that? Um, no, I didn't. Young Sherlock Holmes. That's like the first instance of like CG animation in a movie. Oh. So I, I, I might be wording that wrong, but there's like... Some that's like it's something that's really special about it is with the the CGI um, animation. It was like oh cool. It holds some first position for that, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was like the first ever or. But anyway, so but yeah, so that was kind of a cool movie. But it's I mean I don't think it stands the test of time, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was written by Chris Columbus, who did the first Harry first Harry Potter film too. Okay. So. So Chris Columbus is pretty cool. <laughs> so he had a hand in that. But yeah, so that's kind of fun. But yeah, throughout the years, oh my gosh, there have just been so many Sherlock. There's Sherlock Hound that Miyazaki, yeah, Miyazaki. Miyazaki yeah, art directed, and he wrote a little bit for. And there are a ton of black and white movies. Um, Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and even House. Do you remember the show House? Yes, um, I have never yeah. seen House, but I'm aware of House. <laughs> so he's a genius. It's all medical, like it's a medical drama. But, of course, so Holmes, but they named him House. <laughs> and then his uh, his best friend is Wilson instead of Watson. Oh, okay, instead of Watson. Yeah. And he has uh, addictions in there, like it kind of talks about that, and then uh. about how genius he is. And he's, he that's another one of those kind of extreme portrayals of yeah. Um, it sounds like he's like know. very much inspired by, but not as direct a transition yeah. as like some of these other yeah. yeah inspired by and modern yeah, and then yeah. set in a med, you know medical field. But that you know not a lot of people know that that is that show is inspired by Sherlock, yeah. I, I didn't know that so, yeah. yeah, but and but, then. Even Psych, the show Psych is is kind of inspired by Sherlock. So it's it's cool that there are very obvious inspirations from Sherlock, and then more yeah, subtle. Yeah, just the concepts yeah. have been inspired a lot of you yeah, know, like detective, so, crime, medical, super type, genius, yeah, yeah. Dramas, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's really cool how Sherlock is um, just so pervasive in yeah. our culture and around the world. Um, but I'm, 
Yeah, I enjoyed reading the original stories as well, reading some of them, and I look forward to reading some more. So I think I guess this is a good place to wrap it up. Yep. Um, so we'll post links to anything we talked about at our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. Yep, and you can catch us on other social media. Uh, on Twitter we are at FKPod, and then we are also on Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Fiction Kitchen Podcast. Elementary, my dear. <laughs>